recorded live. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Um, I'm still waiting for Josh to get on the phone, but uh, since it's 9 o'clock, I want to make sure we start. This call is being recorded, um, so it will be available to you via the talk show. Uh, over the weekend, we were able to go over all the um, the procedures and you know the 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 way to work the talk show. So now we've been able to record it correctly. Um, for the Spanish speaking clients, um, I will go ahead and record a Spanish call with a translation, and I will email it to you the same way that I've been doing in the past couple calls. Okay. Um, just to review over everything, um, we we talked about in the last call, in the call on the 27th, mainly was about what is SPC. We spoke about what is the JVA. We spoke about the non-solicitation, non-disclosed, non-circumvent agreements. Um, we spoke about what's the position of SPC in all this process, what's our position as MBBJ and Associates. Um, we spoke about mainly about what that was in the last call. And in that call, mainly we also asked you guys to go ahead and send us questions, um, questions that you have um, regarding the process or any questions that you have because um, the topics that we're going to go over tonight have to do with the phone calls. I'm sorry, with the, with the questions. Um, I have to admit that we were actually surprised, me and Josh, um, because in the last phone call, we had about almost 300 people. And out of the 300 people attending the conference, Josh received about seven questions, and I received about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions. And they're all pretty much related, um, related to each other, okay? Um, I don't know where's Josh right now. I guess he'll, he'll WhatsApp me to let me know which one is him so I can let him speak. If not, in a couple of minutes, I will go ahead and um, unmute all again to see if I can find him and I know which one, you know, to let him speak on. Um, most of the questions are very similar to each other, uh, but a lot have to do with the trust. Um, I want to make sure that, um, like I said, we had about 300 people and only about 14, 15 uh, questions. Pretty much they're all about the same thing. Uh, we have a lot of people that are but are actually a little bit confused about the whole thing about a trust, okay? Um, let me, what I'm going to do is until I could hear something about Josh coming into the call. He is very sick. He's had a cold this past couple of days. Um, he was sounding horrible this morning. I'm sure he's, um, he should be better by now. But I'm going to start with a couple of the questions that uh, we have that I could answer. If I, you know, I had a requested Josh to please uh, be on the call, so if I say something that he thinks he wants to add up to my answer, um, then he can do it, but he's not here, but I want to I wanna move forward with this call because I want to make sure we get a lot of things clear. Okay. I'm going to go over a couple of the questions that I have, and then I guess he could go into the whole introduction of the trust. Um, in this transaction, I had a client ask me, who is the grantor? The grantor is you. You are the grantor, but if you know a little bit about trust, you need to understand that a trust, the grantor, is usually the, the silent person, the person that stays behind the curtain, the person that, um, that you know, it's, it's literally like um, putting away their assets or hiding their assets or, you know, 
shadowing their assets, okay? So that is the grantor. You are the grantor, and if an outsider comes and wants to know who the grantor is, that is the whole purpose of the trust. Nobody will ever say who is the grantor, okay? So in a regular trust, you are the grantor. In our trust, in the trust that, that we are opening for you guys, you are the grantor. But you will also be the beneficiary, okay? Now, you're not the trustee because in the Belize jurisdiction, in order for you to be a trustee of a trust, you need to be licensed and registered to be a trust because the Central Bank of Belize does audits on its trustees every single year because obviously they want to make sure that there's no money laundering, they want to make sure that nobody's hiding their assets, they want to make sure that you know, that Belize is running smoothly within their jurisdiction about offshore banking, okay? So you cannot be the trustee. You could only be the grantor and also, at this point, the beneficiary. Why? Because the beneficiary is who has the access to the money, who will receive the money, and who can move around and do whatever they have to do with the money. As a trustee, again, if you have a little bit of knowledge about trustee, the trustee can only follow the orders of the grantor. The trustee uh, may charge a fee, but they can never have use of the assets for their personal use in no such form at all. So uh, that question is answered like that. Who is the grantor? You're the grantor. And no, you cannot be the trustee. Um, this is an international trust. Understand that. Even though trusts work very similar in every single jurisdiction, in every single country, there are certain things that have to be taken into consideration. Um, you know, here you could choose your trustee, and your trustee does not have to be licensed. Well, in Belize, it's required for the trustee to be licensed and register with the Central Bank of Belize. Okay? Um, who is Heritage LTD? Heritage LTD is a company that is a registered and licensed um, trustee in Belize. Um, they made a negotiation with the SPC group regarding not charging a fee for the first year for them to be the trustee of of the SPC group or, or the trustee of, of your of your um, of your trust. Um, the first year they're not going to charge anything. The next year they will be charging a fee. We don't know exactly what that fee will be because it's going to all depend on the amount of funding that is happening, okay? Uh, who is the successor? The successor is a person that will succeed you in case something may happen to you, in case you become disabled, um, who have the right to keep on receiving this money for you until either you get well or in case of, I guess, of death, okay? Um, somebody asked me what seal are they talking about. I don't know about a seal, that anybody spoke about a seal, so I, I really, to be honest with you, whoever made that question about what seal are they talking about, I really don't know what the seal is all about, okay? Um, another question. I know you mentioned at one point these funds will be receiving a, percent, a percentage every 15 days. From that account, we could put out cash. Uh, yeah, that account is going to be uh, like a regular account. You know, don't think that because it's an offshore account, it's going to have all this other different magical power or anything like that. These accounts are going to be regular accounts with a certain amount of money, and yes, you're going to be able to pull out cash. I don't, I haven't seen anybody able to pull out anything else from a bank account. 
do we need to justify on what we spend it? Um, wow. Okay, no, you don't need to justify on what you spend it. Um, you know, not to us at least. <laughs> so no, we you don't have to justify to us what you spend it on. Now, what you do need to remember and take into consideration, this is a trust. A trust works with a grantor, a trustee, and a beneficiary. But a lot of trust can be expressed and some can be implied. Now, remember that in order for you to have a trust, there has to be an asset. If there's no asset, why would, they, why would, a, why would a trust exist? So one thing that we're recommending is that you can never leave the account in a zero balance. You can never, again, I'll repeat that again, you can never leave the account in a zero balance unless you're close to having your complete funds coming into the account and you want to close that account, but that will be after all funding has happened. You cannot leave the account with zero money. As a matter of fact, they recommend, they recommend that, um, that you leave at least one month's worth of, of money inside of that account. After you receive that one month, one month worth of payment in the account or dividends or whatever you want to call it, then you can make use of the rest of the money. But don't empty out the account because you will be literally um, breaking the trust by not having a current active asset. So that's super, super important, and we needed to mention that in this uh, phone call. Um, okay. Now, um, let me see another question. Okay, for some reason I thought I may be required to have a trustee in Belize. Yes, you are required to have a trustee in Belize. Another thing, guys, you need to understand, we never force you to get a trustee in Belize because we never force you to open an account through us, through us in Belize. We always give our clients the option you had the option to go ahead and open your own corporation and your own trust offshore. As a matter of fact, we have a couple clients that have already accounts offshore, their, their corporate accounts, and when they were filling out the JVA, obviously they didn't have to pay us those fees, and what they did is they just gave us the account number, the SWIFT number, the routing number, you name it. They gave it to us. So uh, once we have that, obviously those people are not obligated to open an account with us. Like I said, none of our clients were obligated to open those accounts with us. We gave that as an option, and also it was a lot easier for clients. Why? Because if you, if you, if you wanted to have the bank account open through the SPC group, you were going to um, – you were only going to pay, you know, the you were only going to pay the the application fee, the offshore bank application fee, the offshore corporation fee, and the JVA fee. That's all you were going to pay. And then, when the funds start arriving, the money was the the payment for the attorneys to open the trust, to open the offshore corporation, was being deferred. Deferred meaning that. You were going to pay two thousand five hundred out of the first check that arrives to your bank account. That's the meaning of the deferment. A lot of you are very confused about that. After last week's call, I received a lot of people asking me what happened. Did they have to come out with the thirty five hundred dollars now? That's why we haven't opened the account. No, that is not the reason why. Uh, like I said, we never force anybody to open an account with us. You choose to do that because you didn't have a current 
active corporate offshore accounts, or you didn't want to take the time to do it yourself. And this happened very often because when we asked you to go ahead and get your own offshore account, a lot of you went to accountants and attorneys that handled this in different countries like Panama, Costa Rica, Cayman Islands, and you found out that to open an offshore corporation, there's attorneys that charge between $2,500 to $5,000 to open your offshore accounts. So a lot of you that we gave the, the, the option to do that, you just came back to us and said, no, let me go ahead and open it in Belize through the SPC group helping me, and uh, let me pay the JVA and the uh, you know, JVA application fee. If you guys see the last page of your JVA specifically states that that money is being deferred to your first payment. That's what Josh was talking about last week. Also, um, when he was explaining about the deferment, um, you know, a lot of people got confused, and I just want to make sure that everybody get that, that got that clear. We also had a, whole, a, a, little, a couple of clients that did pay us the $3,500, $1,000 for the deposit and $2,500 for the attorneys to already have those accounts open. Those clients already have an account, okay? But no, the rest of you do not have an account yet. I need you to understand that very clearly, okay? The minute that we get the clear from the CPA, from the platform in Europe, we will immediately, immediately start working on those trusts and on those bank accounts. Like I said before, and I said it in a previous recording, that does not take long, okay? Let me go ahead with the next um, thing. Okay, I have a client that's telling me that he, he amended his trust in 2014 to make himself the trustee and his daughter the beneficiary, okay? If you have a trust and you have an offshore corporation on your own and you made your own trust, yeah, you could do that. But if you're doing this through us, through Belize, you cannot be your, your own trustee because you cannot be your grantor, your trustee, and your beneficiary at the same time, okay? Because first of all, in Belize, like I said, you will have to go to Belize, take some classes, pay your license, and get registered as a license, um, as a license a trustee in Belize. So you cannot do this, okay? How are the deposits going to be done in the accounts, and are we paying taxes on them? Um, I am going to just relay um, the message that I have about that. You see, this is a trust. When you have an international trust, you don't pay taxes as a beneficiary. That's also the reason why these trusts are being done the way they're being done, because as a beneficiary, you don't pay taxes on that money. Now, if that money goes into your account in Belize and you don't pay taxes, but then you get that money and you move it into an American account for your cousin, your mother, your father, your daughter, whoever it is, they are going to be liable for taxes. The third person that is nothing involved with us, you as a beneficiary will not pay taxes, but the, if you move that money to somebody else's account and a certain, uh, over $9,999, we're pretty sure IRS will like to get involved and they will make sure that those other persons are taxed, okay? Then again, um, that's the reason why we told you you have to make sure you contact your trusted CPA and ask them what's the best way once you're able to move money out of the accounts in Belize, which you eventually be able to do it easily, Okay, I'm going to pause for a minute. We're minute uh, 18. I just want to make sure if I could reach Josh. 
I am going to unmute all. I need you to keep quiet so I can try to reach Josh because I don't know what guest or what phone number he's in through. Allow me one second. I need everybody to be uh, quiet for a minute. Thank you. Josh and nobody was answering. So, can somebody um, text me in the chat in the computer and let me know if you're still hearing me, please? Hey, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I got it. Okay. Uh, let me see if I was up him for a minute to see if he could reach me back. One minute, please. Okay, while we wait for him to answer this, let me keep on going with the, the rest of the um, of the questions that I have, I personally have. Okay, um, I have somebody asking me, I guess their broker was totally lost when they gave him the information, but a customer sent a, a client sent um, an, email, an email saying, where is the money being deposited? The money is being deposited if you, if you opened it with us. If you're opening the, the trust through us in the, in the offshore bank account with us, it's being deposited in Belize. It's going to be deposited in a bank in a financial service provider called Bancorp. It's a service bank a financial service provider called Bancorp that is linked directly to the Bank of Belize. Okay, so that's where it's going to be deposited. So what's going to happen is as soon as the CPA from the platform in Europe gives the clear for us to open the account, the attorneys in Belize will immediately start registering the trust. Okay, once they register the trust and they give us, uh, let's say, the list with everybody that has been already been registered, then we could go ahead and open the bank account. Okay, so that will be done as soon as we get the clear from the CPA firm in Europe. As a matter of fact, uh, Josh is leaving on the second, which is two days from today. He's leaving on the second to meet with them in Europe. He's first going to Par to France, and then from France he goes straight to um, to over there to Germany. Okay, so I am pretty sure that when he comes back, we're going to have a lot of exciting news, and maybe even have a more certain time and date of funding. Okay, now 
Some people are asking me in their questions, do we have to travel? No. Nobody is required to travel. Can you travel? Yes. Do you wish to travel and go over there? Yes. Nobody can prevent you from doing that. Just remember that if you're not a citizen, you require a visa. And uh, to get a visa, it's a little bit hectic with the Belize government. They want to make sure that they check your assets. You have to have um, international travel insurance. And in some cases, they ask you to have, like, a reference letter if you are not a citizen, okay? But anyway, you can get that information through the through the embassy here, okay? So do you, do you, will, you have to, um, will you have to travel? No, you don't have to travel. If you want to eventually, yes, of course you can. There's no problem with that. Okay. Um, are we missing any process from being done before getting to the, our final goal? Uh, not as of right now. We have requested everybody to have an uh, administrative process. Most of the people have it. We have requested everybody to have a joint venture agreement. We have requested everybody to have a non-solicitation agreement. We have make sure that everybody has a JVA, apostilles if required. Uh, so regarding the process itself, as paperwork done, as, as creating the product, most of us, most of you have everything done. So we're good regarding that question. Okay. Um, okay, once the money has been deposited into this Belize account, when can we transfer that money, and how can we transfer that money either to USA or Colombia? Obviously, this is a Colombian client. <laughs> okay, so um, once the money is in your account, like I said, make sure that you always maintain the trust open by maintaining assets inside of that account. Um, when will you be able to transfer it to USA? Whenever you want. That's, there's no limitation. There's no... Um, no procedures or anything like that regarding that. Um, I'm pretty sure what you're going to have to do, remember, the trustee is going to be Heritage LTD. Heritage LTD most probably is going to have a format, like a form that you're going to have to fill out and say how much money you want to transfer from what account to what account, because there's some of our clients that have several, are going to have several accounts. From what account to what account, and I'm sure they're going to ask you for all the personal information of your account over here. Now, remember, like I said, this is educational purposes only, okay? Everything that I'm telling you, you could go and try to find out and research and find on your own because this is all a matter. It's also a matter for you. Um, but um, when you're going to transfer money over here, as long as from a regularly funded, not not like normal account from you know any country. I make wires from different countries: Ecuador, Colombia. Guatemala, I actually did uh, even Greece one day. Um, when we do those transfers, all you have to do is fill out a format and then request how much money you're sending, okay? When it's a wire transfer, meaning when there's a wire transfer, there's going to be some paper trace. So you're going to fill out a form of probably through Heritage LTD and, and give them the order. Heritage, my order is for you to go ahead and deposit into this account this amount of money, so-and-so, this is the account number. Usually here in the U.S., okay, and I'm not talking on behalf of any bank, even though I have worked for almost every single gold bank there is here. But um, all the banks are a little bit different in their procedures. Some receive the money immediately. Some receive it after 2 p.m. Some, if they, you make the wire after 2, you don't get it until the next business day. So you have to find out with your bank if there's any special requirements when you're transferring a certain amount of money. But 
pretty much it's, it's a regular transaction if like if you're depositing from any other country inside of here um how you do, how you send it to Colombia is also up to you actually I'm not sending any any money to Colombia but you know everybody will have their own banks to act if you have to make a wire how much you're going to charge you some banks charge 35 some banks charge 40 some banks charge 45 okay some banks give you an option if you want make one if you want to do a wire today which is a it's a wire transfer today if you want to do it tomorrow or if you want to do it in 3 days and it gives you like a, a less of a value of a fee that you have to pay the bank so when would you be able to do it as soon as you have money in your account you could go ahead and do a, a transfer or a wire You'll have to, we'll, by then, you'll have all the information on Heritage LTD, and you'll have all the information about when you want to do a wire transfer, what exactly do you need to do, okay? Um, another question, when we're making transfers here to the USA, what information will the bank ask us? We have no idea, okay? But your bank is not going to ask you for anything. They just want to make sure that you are the recipient of that uh, wire, they will make sure that you have an account, and they want to make sure that it's a good account. And you know, only the, the only thing that the banks check here is that you are the recipient of that, the, the correct recipient of that wire. So you have to make sure that whoever's sending the wire has to put the right correct information, has to put the um, the y, the the routing number or ABA number they call it, the SWIFT number they call it also. Um, you know, just make sure you put the correct information, and then you won't have any problems. Um, you know. Uh, sending the wire. Then again, you can go to your local bank and ask them, would you require anything special? Um, anything special uh, regarding that account? Now it says, in the question says, what if they ask us for the origin of that money? If it's being sent from bank to bank, there is no way a bank is going gonna, is gonna to ask you for the origin. Okay? Just, just be aware of that. Um... Oh, we're just asking this to make sure that our accounts are not frozen. Okay. As long as going from bank to bank, and remember, this is not a, an entire funding, meaning like you're going to get a, a $100,000 at once. Some of, you know, everything's going to be divided in, in certain payments on a monthly basis, maybe biweekly. Okay. So I don't think there's going to be any problem regarding that. Just to be on the safe side, you could go. You're very more, you're more than welcome to go ahead and talk to your local bankers. Everybody has a local banker and ask them and if they're going to have any special requirements. Like I said, I know the information of main banks. I don't know information of small banks. I really don't know how they work. Okay. Um, next question. Did you already open our accounts in Belize? No. If they're not open, how much more time do we have to wait for them to be open? All we're waiting is from the clear from Belize. Um, as a matter of fact, like I said, Josh is leaving on the 2nd, from the 2nd to the 12th, to go ahead and uh, get that date more specific for us, okay? Are we going to receive two payments per month? Um, if they said biweekly, as I was told, then two payments per month, some, yeah, it's, it's correct. So that is, that is the correct answer to that. Okay, I pretty much have gone over all the questions that I personally receive. I hope that cleared up some of your questions. I'm going to open the floor for a minute again to see if I could get Josh if he needs to have um, to say anything regarding the trust and regarding the questions that he has. Allow me a second. Please, everybody, be quiet. Hello. 
but also our thoughts have to be in the right place. They have to be, you know, they have to be correct. You see, if you still have doubts, I just feel like like you're pulling us behind. You're pulling the, the positive and active and progressive people behind, you know. One of the things that I learned from, from Dwayne Wires, he used to say that if you correct your mind, the rest of your life will fall into place. We all want this. We also have to visualize what we're going to do with this money, what we're going to, how many people we're going to help, you know. Uh, I don't believe that God gives you more, more money so you could have a better lifestyle or you could have a better style of living. I think God gives you money so you could have a better style of giving. You understand? Think about all the positive changes that you can make in your life. Think about all the people that you help, can help. Think about the, all the people that you can make a difference in their life. I think this is the time. We're getting there, but we need to have all this positive energy from all of you, Okay. We need to make sure that everybody's in the same place, in the same, in the same um, page regarding this. I need you guys to start visualizing this funding. I need you guys to start thinking positive about this. I need you guys to, to go ahead and, and, um, and help us um, regarding this. Let me give you just another quote about him. He says, remain confident that through continued reliance on your imagination, your assumptions are materializing into reality. That's another one of the things that he will say. Um, you see, another thing he will say is something. You cannot, con you cannot remedy anything by condemning it. You only add to the destructive energy that's already permeating the atmosphere of your life. So everybody needs to get on the positive regarding that, Okay. I have a couple extra questions I'm going to be answering now since I haven't been able to get a hold of Josh and he's not answering me, I guess. I don't know. He took up a painkiller or antibiotic that he had to take and fell asleep. I have no idea. All right. Um, just like then. Sorry, I'm late. Okay, hold on. Maria, you're right. Believe in God first and be positive. It is. Uh, thank you, Sinus. Okay, Josh mentioned the last call that we should have Certified copies of our judgments. Is he referring to the certified copies of Apostille? Okay. When he mentioned certified copies, meant we have a couple clients that don't have their paperwork because either their brokers never gave it to them, their brokers disappear on them, so there's no way to get a hold of them. And it's only fair that you have a copy of your judgment. Understand, this is an extrajudicial judgment. An extrajudicial judgment is done through acquiescence, okay? So the way that is done is the three letters, the apostille, the notary certification, and that's how you make the, non the, the foreign civil judgment. So if you don't have those three letters along with your apostille and all those things, a notary has the right to print them, and certify them that they're originals and you can have a certified copy. Why did he say that also? Is because in the future, I don't want to give you all the details, but in the future we're going to also have a new program. You see, right now our judgments, you have them in your possession, and we only have copies that are being recorded in, in, you know, in, in, a, in a system for the investors. And um, once you are funded, that judgment is still yours. It's still, you're still in possession of it. In the future, we're going to be able to collect those from you for, to be sold through a bank. So you're going to get paid right there and then, but you're going to have to give the rights to that judgment, and you're going, to, you're going to literally be selling that judgment. 
Right now, the conversations have been about, you know, maybe a, a, a 15% of the loan amount or 15%, I'm sorry, of the um, of the judgment amount. We'll have more details on that. We don't even want to worry about that right now because that's something that we're going to do in the future, maybe a year from now, okay, like in 2016. But that's what he was saying because he knows that some of you do not have a um, an actual um, – some of you do not have an actual uh, physical uh, paper with you because maybe your your broker lost it, they burned it, uh, they disappeared on you, and you don't have your actual documents. So if we have them, we have we, we could actually do that for you and make that copy for you. Okay, hi, Maria. Can you explain the difference between the foreign judgment and the judgment in the USA? And is there an actual foreign judgment doc? Okay. Now, the difference between a foreign judgment and a judgment in the USA, well, uh, two things. One is national, one is international. Okay. And by the way, when you, I thought that you you understood this, Mark, but just making sure that that you know we get this clear for everybody else. Okay. And extra, we we have in our in our in our platform. In the, it's not our platform. We're invited to this platform, but in this platform, you have foreign civil judgments. You have bank notes. You have SKRs, letters of credit. You have bonds. You have many assets that are that are tangible assets, okay? And you have intangible assets, that's how you're saying, um, which is just paper. Our judgments are just paper. They have no real value to you as an individual judgment for you. If you gather it together through the power of association, that's what Josh is always talking about, you gather them together with an amount of over a 1,000, then you have something of value, and it could be actually also insured, okay? Now, the only reason why we call it a foreign civil judgment is because it's a regular judgment, and we record it in a foreign country. The reason why we record it in a foreign country is because when something is recorded in a foreign country, it gives you the right to use and implement in your procedure any international commercial law. Let me give you a more simple example. You see, if right now you're doing a foreclosure case, right? You're going, you're in, 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 a, in, a, in a jurisdiction in the USA. You're doing a foreclosure case. You're doing foreclosure, um, foreclosure you're practicing foreclosure law, right? But then while you're doing your foreclosure, um, you're doing a foreclosure with an attorney and the attorney's practicing, you know, foreclosure law, whatever, whatever, um, the, whatchamacallit, the, um, the attorney is only using um, foreclosure law. But if that uh, attorney decides to use now uh, bankruptcy to try to maybe, you know, push into a modification through the bank and then force the bank to loss mitigation and things like that, now what happens? That attorney can not only use now civil law, he could also use bankruptcy law just because of the fact that he also applied for, for the bankruptcy in your, in your specific case. So just doing certain things allow you to use the following law, okay, the, the, to use the, the other law, in this case the commercial law. Just for the fact that we, we record it in another country, it allows us to, if we have to go at one point and, and face a judge or face somebody in international courts, we're, we have the right to use commercial international law. Well, if we didn't have any document recorded, we didn't have that right. So that is the big difference between one thing and the other. Okay, Maria, we're positive about the whole process going in. On right now, but in the worst case scenario, if the IMF and China decides to make China the new currency for the world, how is that going to affect the money transfers to Belizean banks? Excellent question. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> very simple. 
that's the awesome thing about the trust. The trust is being also open as sort of a holding company. The good thing about a ho- I'm sorry, a holding account. A holding account means that when we fund, it can fund in any type of currency. They actually did that recently. That change was done recently in order for us to not have any problems because we know what's going on with the with the international fund, which many of you are not even don't even know what we're talking about. But yes, there is this this certain thing, the certain rumors that we've been hearing about um, China becoming the um, the you know the international uh, the currency of the world. Okay, um, so. If that if that is the case, then uh, remember that, uh, like I said, the great thing about our trust accounts is that they're holding accounts also. Holding accounts is like we give the order as grantors to the trustee, in this case Heritage Ltd, to go ahead go ahead and tell them, listen, um, I don't want you to, I don't want the funding to be in, in dollars. Go ahead and fund in euros or funding yang or funding whatever other currency you may think of. Okay, so no, that's not going to affect us at all. Okay, um, let me a second. They already postponed that until next October. Okay, but is the value the same as is being given, or is it less? Okay, thanks. Okay, I don't know if that answered his question, but okay, just remember, a lot of you. This was what Josh was explaining in the last call. Also, this is this was this is being put in different trenches in different groups. You know, you have A, B, C, D. A being great banks, Bank of America, Chase, City Mortgage, uh, you know, all those great banks. Those are going to get paid as as we have, you know, uh, talked about before. These other ones that have um, that have less value, meaning like banks that you really don't know who they are. Those banks are going to be. They're actually being the value. But there's some benefits in being the value because, you know, you may you may get faster money and go out faster and things like that. But, you know, those are things that we will be having a conversation with the people that are having the value the value deals. At the end of the day, our, 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 our main purpose is to make sure that we get something, okay? Um, I don't have any other, um, any other questions here in the stream. And from the ones from email, I think those are about it. I'm going to try one more last time. There's the charmer to see if I could get Josh on the line. Allow me a second, everybody. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unmuting all. Please be quiet for a minute until I reach Josh. I think the only thing I can think of is that Josh uh, goes off his pills or something. I have no idea. He's having problems communicating with us. Let me check one more thing. Josh? Okay, no, I didn't get a hold of him. Um, can somebody text? Uh, can somebody text me and just let me know if um, you're still hearing me, please? Just make sure. I want to make sure. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Thank you, everybody. Okay, can we specify what currency our deposits will be made in? Um, we can specify to the trustee to remember to Heritage Ltd. Remember, at the end of, at the end of the day, Heritage Ltd is going to be 
you know, I don't want to make it sound horrible, but they're our employees, our employee in a way, okay? Will SPC issue a debit card? No, SPC is not going to issue a debit card. Who's going to issue the debit card will be the financial service provider, okay? I am sure that once uh, Josh comes back from um, his um, trip in uh, in uh, Europe right now, that's leaving in the second, we'll have a lot more information on that. But 90% 90% of our conversations, it has been that it's going to be a debit card. Okay. Um, two more things before I finish this um, conversation is, uh, let me a second. Okay. Um, I ha I want to make sure that everybody understands this. Actually, this is Mark for one of your clients. Um, the SPC group cannot get involved in none of your personal problems. We cannot get involved with, with um, let's say, if you're getting a divorce, so, you know, the husband and the wife are coming into the office are saying who's going to get what. We cannot get involved in that. If you have a problem, a legal problem, a confrontation, uh, you're in the process of suing somebody that was a broker or something from before or something like that, we cannot get involved, okay? Um, and please, in these times that we're so busy trying to get making sure that everything is fine before Josh comes back, um, don't don't make us waste our time doing that. I've had a lot of calls of people, you know, telling me, like, look, you know, this person was my partner, and now we're separating, and we're this and we're that. We cannot get involved. Understand that. If I give you that straight answer like that, don't think that I'm trying to be uh, rough with you or, you know, rude or anything like that. It's just like I, I, I just hate to be wasting my time with phone calls that have to do with that, okay? So we have to make sure that, um, that uh, you know, you guys understand we're not going to get um, we're not going to get involved with anything that is on a personal level with, with other clients. You know, you can have problems with brokers, with clients, or whoever it is, okay? Another thing, there's many brokers that are, are in this call, like Mr. Candelario, again, he will serve a non-systemist uh, letter. He cannot be dealing with any of SPC clients. Again, let me remind us, let me remind you, when you sign a contract with a broker, that broker's job is to make sure that you end up with a product that can be now taken by SPC Group through a JVA to turn it into money. Right now, after the process is done and the product has been, has been conceived and made, and you sign a JVA with SPC, you are SPC client. You are 100% SPC client, and you have to deal directly through us, everything. If, you're not, if a broker has been terminated, has been let go, has been whatever they want to call it, okay, they cannot keep contact with SPC clients, especially if they receive a CIS and a CIS letter. We have now actually the right to sue you. So be careful with that, all of you ex-brokers, okay? Uh, let me get a couple more questions here before I say my last note. <clears throat> Can you repeat, beneficiaries would not pay taxes, even if funds are moving to the U.S. beneficiary accounts, correct? Yeah, you eventually will have a copy of your trust, and you could actually even present the copy of the trust to the, to the bank because you, as a beneficiary of the trust, showing that you are the beneficiary of the trust, you will not have to pay taxes. Maria, when are we going to find out what bank or lender has the best value? What bank or lender has the best value? Most probably by the mid of September. Um, when will we know how much exactly is being funded and will we, when will we receive a deposit payment schedule? Okay, is that one question or is that two? Hold on a second. 
Maria, when will we know if that is being funded and will we see the cost of payment schedule? I think that's also going to be in the middle of September. Um, Maria, I kind of heard about the transferring of funds to another country from Belize. But is that money to be reported to the IRS for tax purposes even? And they left the question there. Okay, Maria. I kind of heard about the transferring of funds to another country from Belize, but is that money to be reported to the IRS for tax purposes? Legally? Yes. Legally, yes. I cannot tell you not to pay your taxes, obviously. But if you're moving into another country, remember, that other country could have taxes also. You have to make sure you find out what are the taxes in everybody's country. For example, my country, I can send all the money I have there, and as long as I use it in, in, in my country, which is Ecuador, I have no problem because I use it in Ecuador. The minute that I put that money in Ecuador and I try to take it out, I am taxed on it. But that's the law of my country, okay? Um, everybody's country is different, so you will have to find out what is the, the what is the, what you call it, the law of that country. Now, as a beneficiary, <coughs> I'm sorry, you don't pay taxes in the U.S. You have to be able to show that you're a beneficiary of this trust. Now, when you're moving it to another country for whatever reason, you just have to make sure that you find out through your accountant what is the best way to do that. Like, we're not going to give um, that much information or that much, you know, examples or help on that. You have to do that on your own, okay? But, um, you know, legally in the U.S., um, any account, you're supposed to report taxes. In this case, since you're a beneficiary, you wouldn't. Now, if let's say you go and you move this money from this Belize account where you are the, the beneficiary and you move it to an account in Colombia, I don't know what the Colombia or the uh, Uruguay or the Paraguay or Chile law is. You have to find out. Uh, next question. You mentioned BF, BF Bank of America, Chase City Bank, and what, other, what about Oakwins or WFHM? Okay, Oakwin is a servicing company. That doesn't have a great rating. Um, Wells Fargo Home Loans, I guess, is WFHM. Can you clarify that for me? Um, I just need to know how does that work. I don't know what F, what WH, Wells Fargo Home Mortgage, I guess, the WFHM that somebody put this. Uh, I don't know what that, that means, but I guess it's Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is a good one. Alwyn is just a servicer. It's not a great, it's not a great rating, so be aware of that. I heard from an IRS agent that if you're a U.S. citizen, all money has to be reported to IRS as income. Do you know if that is true? Um, all money has to be reported as income if it was income. This is not an income. This is a dividend you're being paid on a trust, so you are a beneficiary of a trust. If it was an income, every single income from any country has to be reported as a U.S. citizen. But then again, talk to your neighbor CPA and let them give you all their information. All right, guys, I'm going to try one more time to see if I could get Josh, if he was able to wake up or, you know, whatever. Let me, let me, just one second. Dusty, Josh, are you alive? Are you here? Josh. Josh. One, two, three, one, two, three, Josh. I don't know if you I just love how I unmute everybody 
and you hear people talking like in Chinese, Mandarin, Spanish, English. You just hear everybody talking. <laughs> that is just so great. All right, guys. So um, I think I'm going to actually finish it now. I've been on the call for almost an hour now, actually a lot more because I started at 845. Um, if I get more information from Josh, I will be letting you know. Hopefully I was able to answer a lot of questions for you guys over uh, the chat and over um, the emails that you guys sent. I'm pretty much sure that the questions that I had are actually the ones that um, that were very similar to the ones that Josh had in his email as well. Okay, um, please keep the positive thinking for this. Keep us in prayer. I, I you know, I, I will never stop doing that. Keep us in prayer to make sure that everything goes smoothly in this next um, in this next uh, meeting that Josh has with the CPA. If we could get that clear, I will be jumping up and down. Believe it or not, um, please. If it's um, any questions, anything, I need you guys to send me a um, an email, okay? I'm taking I'm taking I'm, make, I'm taking advantage that um, that uh, what you call it that Josh is leaving to to uh, over there to Europe uh, to go and bring us the good news that we're expecting. I just want to make sure that you guys know I'm going to take some time off uh, starting September the second, which is the same day that he's leaving. I am not leaving with him. Make sure everybody understands that. Um, I actually have a youth ministry retreat. I have a retreat with the youth ministry of my church. And I will be done with that on uh, September the 7th, okay? The 8th, I'm going to take a break. And the 9th, I have a medical procedure. I'm having a medical procedure that requires uh, a little surgery on the 9th, 10, 11, 12. I have to rest, okay? So, um, and then after that, there's a big possibility that I may, my son may go into surgery to have his port removed. His port is the... Um, his port is the little device that he has in his chest for when he was taking chemotherapy. He no longer needs it, so he might be taking that off. So I have an estimated time that between uh, Wednesday, September the 2nd to Monday, September the 14th, I will be on call. I will be available because whatever Josh needs when he's in Europe, I have to be able to help him. But a couple of days that I'm in the retreat and in the medical procedure, I will be off. Please, anything you need, just email me. I usually check my emails minimum twice per day. And I, when I'm in front of my computer, I keep on answering emails right away, right away. So any other questions that may arise, go ahead and send them to um, questions at the SPCgroup.com. Um, if you have any Spanish ones, go ahead and send it to me at mbbjassociates at yahoo.com. Okay? And I have, I guess, one last question from number 28. Um, Maria, just one final question. What's the next step from you to notify us of any news? And thanks for everything. Well, the next step will actually be when Josh comes back on the and I come back on the 14th, I will go into conference call with all of them, find out exactly what it is, and I will be either emailing you an update uh, via email or we will just go ahead and schedule a phone call like this one again, okay? So just be on the lookout, please. A lot of you receive this invitation and they go to spam or they go to junk mail. Check it out because I, I literally make sure that everybody's name was on this list. So please make sure that you check your spam and your, your, your junk mail for the next uh, meeting that most probably is going to be after, um, after the 14th when I come back and the 12th when Josh comes back, okay? Keep us in our prayers, keep positive, and we're getting there soon, okay? God bless all.